Hey, good morning, everyone. Larry Bailey here, and I am bringing you today's review of the weekly newsletter brought to you by Ridge Lending Group. If you have any questions at all regarding any mortgages for owner-occupied or second homes or non-owner-occupied, always feel free to reach out to Ridge Lending Group at 855-74-RIDGE. That's 855-74-7434. So 747 Or you can email, if you'd like, to info at ridgelendinggroup.com. You can always go to ridgelendinggroup.com also to check out all the information there, including the all-in-one loan, uh, information about that, and take advantage of the free simulator just to see how much money you can save with that all-in-one first position HELOC, again, for your first, for your primary home or for your second home or even for your investment property. All right, so let's get into the newsletter for today, October 24th, and we're going to be reviewing the week of October 17th. Um, stories here are home sales and home construction slowed in September while recession signals are flashing from the manufacturing sector. So here's the stories. First one is what housing supply and demand dynamics mean for prices. Next story is construction of single family homes continues to decline. Next story is builder confidence falls for the 10th straight month. Next story is jobless claims remain volatile. There is a food story in there for pumpkin pudding we're going to talk about. And then the last story is more economic slowdown signals. So here's our first story, what housing supply and demand dynamics mean for prices. Existing home sales fell 1.5% from August to September to a 4.71 million unit annualized pace per the National Association of Realtors, NAR. Sales were also down 23.8% when compared to September of last year. This is a critical report for taking the pulse of the housing market as it measures closings on existing homes, which represents around 90% of the market. So what's the bottom line here? Activity in the housing market continues, uh, has certainly slowed, but home prices are still being supported by continued low inventory, right? So if you're not, if you haven't been following this, rates are high. Uh, which usually would put immediate downward pressure on prices, and it has, but the reality is we're still in a housing shortage. So that's what this story is really talking about. Home prices are still being supported by continued low inventory because there's just not a lot out there people want to buy. Plus the rise in inventory that occurs every summer from parents listing their homes so their kids are settled in for the new school year, it's gone. It's in the past. So the number of available homes declined for the second month in a row from 1.28 million at the end of August to 1.25 million at the end of September. This equates to a 3.2 month supply of homes. However, there are only 732,000 active listings in September. These are, this is stuff with the NAR that this is how we know, which means that 41% of the quote inventory in the existing home sales report is under contract and not truly available. This speaks to demand. So as a normal market has 25% of the inventory under contract versus 41%, which is what we have now. So when we're looking at the month supply of available homes for sale, it's really only 1.9 months. And while there are reports that homes are sitting longer on the market, they're still selling quickly when priced correctly. And that's the same for every market. Like if you price your home correctly for the market, it'll sell regardless of what's going on. I think people are still trying to grab the money like it was still uh, March of 2022. Not there anymore. 
Average days on market increased slightly from 16 days in August to 19 days in September, while 70% of homes were on the market for less than 30 days. Uh, NAR's chief economist, Lawrence Yun, explains how today's dynamics are so different than during the housing bubble of 2008. Quote, despite weaker sales, multiple offers are still occurring with more than a quarter of homes selling above list price due to limited inventory. Close quote. He added, quote, the lack of supply underscores the vast contrast with the previous market, uh, excuse me, previous major market downturn from 2008 to 2010 when inventory levels were four times higher than they are today. Close quote. So again, think about this in 08. If you were around back in 08, um, like I was, uh, you know, we had this financial crash and we had people just going poof out of their homes. People were going into apartments because they were walking away from their homes. So we had this enormous glut of supply, which is exactly what we don't have today. So uh, next story, construction of single family homes continues to decline. If you're watching this, uh, you see the uh, image here between permits, starts and completions. If you're not watching it online, Get over into the community, the Ridge Landing Group community, and check out this video. Uh, you get to see my face, and uh, you get to see these cool little graphics. So September also brought a slowdown in home construction as housing starts, which measure the start of construction on homes, fell 8.1% from August. Starts for single-family homes, which are the most important because they are in such high demand amongst buyers, we're also down 4.7% from August and 18.5% from September of last year. So these are housing starts. Building permits for single-family homes, which are indicative of future supply, also fell 3.1% for the month and 17.3% year-over-year. Housing completions were up 6.1% from August to a 1.427 million annualized pace, while this is a step in the right direction, household formations are trending between 1.6 million and 1.7 million annualized, meaning completions are not keeping pace. So as a uh, before we go on to, to the next bottom line thing, lots of numbers being thrown around here. The point is, is that housing formations are trending higher. Housing formations, as a reminder, are when, like in my case, um, my wife and I and our two kids lived together for 20 years. And um, all of a sudden, then my 20 year old decides she's going to move out and she's going to form her own house. She's going to go rent an apartment or buy a home in, 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 in her case. <clears throat> Pardon me. And um, now we have a one additional housing formation. And then when my second daughter, a couple of years later, decides she's going to leave our home, um, that's another housing for uh, formed. So that's what's going on here in terms of these household formations. Um, it's when people decide that they're no longer going to live together, they're going to live apart, and they, those apart people need some place to live. That's what's going on here. So what's the bottom line to these construction of single-family homes uh, story? Builders have clearly slowed down production, and it appears they have learned their lessons from 2006 and 2007 when they kept building homes despite waning demand. However, the lack of new supply, coupled with the fact that many existing homeowners are staying put with a 3% mortgage, should provide some support for home values. These dynamics are also reflected in Zillow's September Home Value Index, which showed that home values increased 14.9% year-over-year. Zillow has also forecasted that homes will appreciate 2% in the year going forward, which is still meaningful for wealth creation. And that 2%, according to Zillow, you got to look at your region. Uh, I know you guys have heard me talk about um, Hawaii quite a bit. 
as it's where I want to end up in life, uh, and I've got family there, um, and I'm watching uh, each month Zillow's home value index come out for certain zip codes uh, on Oahu, which is which is where I'm specifically focusing my attention, and they went from being up 10, 14% to then being up 7% next year, and then being up 2% next year, and then being flat. And now month after month, um, these reports have come out. Last one I saw was on Friday. The certain zip code that I'm watching is down now, uh, next year's forecasted down 2.4%. Might not seem like a lot, but when you're dealing with a million dollar house, you know, 2% is, is significant. So, um, for what that's worth. Next story is builder confidence falls for the 10th straight month. That is not a good sign. So the National Association of Home Builders, the NAHB, housing market index, which is near real-time read on builder confidence, fell eight points to 38 in October, half of its level, half the level it was just six months ago. So six months ago, that thing was at 76. Also, components of the index moved lower with current sales conditions falling nine points to 45. Sales expectations for the next six months dropping 11 points to 35, and buyer traffic also declining six points to 25. This is its lowest level since 2012, except for the beginning of the pandemic in the spring of 2020. So what's the bottom line here, gang? Any reading above 50 on this index, which runs from 0 to 100, signals expansion, while readings below 50 signal contraction. This month's confidence reading is the lowest since August 2012, again, except for the start of the pandemic, and well into contraction territory, which makes sense given that higher interest rates have led to weakening demand upon buyers. Jobless claims remain volatile. The number of people filing for unemployment benefits for the first time fell by 12,000 in the latest week, as 214,000 initial jobless claims were reported. The decline following uh, followed increases of 29,000 and 7,000 in the previous two weeks' filings, Continuing claims, which measure people who continue to receive benefits after the initial claim is filed, rose 21,000 to 1.385 million. So what's the bottom line here? While this report can be the, quote, canary in the coal mine, close quote, to show that job market is soft, starting to soften, the volatility of up and down continues, and we're still waiting for that recession indicating sustained, uh, excuse me, sustained uptick in filings for unemployment. So again, we're seeing this. We're not seeing it. We're seeing that things are getting worse, and we're not. So there's a lot of stuff in flux here, and uh, there's no clear red flag that says, "Yeah, we're we're in we're in recession." We're just seeing little whiffs of of recessions. So that kind of brings us into the next story, which is more economic slowdown signals. A number of major manufacturing indices, including those for the New York and Philadelphia regions, have all reported negative numbers far worse than expectations. In New York, October's Empire State Index was more than twice as bad as anticipated, marking the third straight month below zero, while the Philadelphia Fed Index saw a second straight month in negative territory. This data follows recent headlines out of the Financial Times and Wall Street Journal, which included, quote, global economic warning signs are flashing red, close quote. Another one, quote, risks of a uh, a deeper global slump escalate, close quote. And finally, Quote, economists now expect a recession, job losses by next year, close quote. The International Monetary Fund also cut its global growth outlook for 2023, warning that recession risks are rising and the, quote, worst is yet to come for the global economy. The Fed's latest beige book, which is a summary of commentary on current economic conditions, 
also featured the world recession, uh, a record high 13 times. So a lot of stuff going on, gang. This is why, you know, up here in the top top right, we talk about mortgage-backed securities. Remember, mortgage interest rates follow inflation, right? So we saw, um, you know, stupidly low interest rates, which is great for, you know, millions upon millions of people to get a long-term low fixed-rate mortgage, which is great um, to them for their own family and maybe for their own future, provided they stay put. Um, what we're seeing here is that we still have inflation concerns, which is why um, we still see the mortgage-backed securities continuing to be priced worse and worse. Uh, six months ago, this is well above 100. Um, it's now well below. You know, now it's it's in 97 territory, and it looks like it's going to be getting um, worse and worse. So that means interest rates continue to be higher and higher. And as I've always said to clients, if somebody gives you a deal and the deal works, Lock that deal in and take that deal. Um, if you have talked with somebody even on Friday and they told you something but your rate is not locked, it's extremely certain that your deal is going to be worse today than it was on Friday and 1,000% guarantee it's worse today than it was a week ago uh, on, on today, on Monday. So um, grab what you have and uh, and let's get things closed up for you so you can be sure about the um, mortgage that you're looking for. Family hack of the week, no tricks here. Uh, this pumpkin pudding, courtesy of the Food Network, is a delicious treat that also is quick and easy to make. So in a medium saucepan, whisk to combine three cups whole milk, one 15-ounce can of pumpkin puree, and one teaspoon of ground cinnamon, one half teaspoon of allspice, one half teaspoon ground cloves and one teaspoon ground ginger. Heat that on medium low and bring to a gentle simmer. In a large bowl, then whisk together one and one quarter cup sugar, one third cup corn starch, uh, one half teaspoon salt. Whisk in five large egg yolks and one cup whole milk. So you're going to whisk half of the hot milk mixture into the egg mixture until smooth. And then slowly whisk the egg and milk mixture back into the saucepan. Cook that over medium heat until the whole mixture boils. And then continue to cook and whisk constantly until the pudding has thickened, which is only around three to four minutes, according to the recipe. Remove from the heat and stir in one teaspoon of pure vanilla extract and two tablespoons of unsalted butter. Break 12 ginger snap cookies into smaller pieces. Place a layer at, uh, into the bottom of a serving dish, then add the layer of pudding. Repeat with one more layer of cookies and pudding and cover that whole thing with plastic wrap and refrigerate until cold, which should be at least two hours. And then they left out the most important part of the recipe. You got to eat this stuff. So that sounds great. Thanks, Food Network. But you got to eat this stuff if you're going to know how you're doing. Uh, what to look for this week, more housing reports are ahead beginning tomorrow, Tuesday, with home prices, I'm sorry, with home price appreciation data for August from the Case-Shiller Home Price Index and the Federal Housing Finance Agency Home Price Index. Chaley has talked about this in our Tuesday meetings, and using that FHFA House Price Index, um, you might find that you want to start doing that. Remember, that's only going to be um, having the information for loans that uh, meet uh, can conforming loan prices, right? So although that number is set to dramatically increase again to over 700,000 
um, for a lot of places uh, next year, um, it doesn't include every single house. So keep that in mind in case you're wondering um, what that's all about. Uh, September's new and pending home sales will also be delivered on Wednesday uh, and then again on Friday. So let's take that back. So new and pending home sales will be delivered Wednesday on Wednesday and Friday, respectively. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, new home sales on Wednesday and pending home sales on Friday. I don't know who wrote that, but that needs to be a little bit clearer, at least to me. Jobless claims will be released on Thursday, uh, along with the first reading on the third quarter GDP. Invest investors will closely be watching this GDP number, its gross domestic product, given that the final readings for the first and second quarter were both negative. So technically, textbook-wise, we're already in a recession, but we don't seem to be behaving that way as a, as a country, so that's why it's a little bit mixed signal. Uh, ending the week, crucial inflation numbers for September will be reported Friday via the Fed's favored measure, which is the personal consumption expenditure. Um, again, if you're watching this live, you just saw this number go from 14 to 23. It's not necessarily a good thing. Mortgage interest rates uh, will be out. Right now it's about 11 a.m. Eastern, so uh, mortgage rate sheets will be out here shortly. And uh, if you have any questions, again, reach out to Ridge Lending Group by phone. It's the quickest and easiest way, 855 74 Ridge. And uh, if phone's not convenient, you can go online to apply at ridgelandinggroup.com or send an email to info at ridgelandinggroup.com. In either way, I'm glad I'm here to help you. We'll continue to do these uh, each and every week. And uh, my name is Larry Bailey. Have a great rest of your day. Take care.